So on Monday, after about 20 years of people speculating that R. Kelly took a piss on somebody's child, he has finally been declared guilty by the court of law of sexual misconduct. You know, misconduct referring to a bunch of different things. Now, that notwithstanding, a radio station in Kenya was busy playing R. Kelly music in the morning on Tuesday. And somebody goes up to Twitter to start complaining about how, oh, you know, even after this guy has been found guilty of these acts, you know, there's radio stations still playing his music. And somebody just so happened to have replied to her in quite possibly the best way ever. Because this person said that we're listening to his music and not his sex tapes. And if anything, I feel like that's quite honestly the best answer that anyone can give to the cancel culture movement regarding R. Kelly. And I'm not saying that to defend the guy. I'm not saying that because I like the guy or anything or I support what he did. Trust me, I don't. The thing is, I feel like people went a little too hard on the guy when it came to his music and they were like, oh, no one should be playing his music, no one should be listening to his music. And I'm not going to lie, much as I'm usually against cancel culture and a lot of the shit that people who involve themselves with cancel culture do, I have to admit that there is a bit of logical backing behind them saying, you know what, don't listen to R. Kelly. Because when you listen to his music, when you play his music through, say, a streaming service or some shit, the thousands of us that will be playing his music mean that he will be getting a certain pay because it's 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 his music that's on that platform and he's usually supposed to be paid because people play his jams it's part of the reason why drake can make a ton of money from releasing music on streaming services so for r kelly if his music is on a streaming service he's probably gonna be paid for it and if you stop listening to his music via the streaming service then he doesn't get money from the streaming service and that makes sense that makes sense but I'm not going to lie, like much as want to punish the guy, I'm not going to punish myself by not listening to some of his music. Like, I'm not going to lie. I woke up this morning, I went to work and when I sat down, I really, really had this craving to listen to the Ignition remix. And for like a split second, I was like, you know what, Uh, probably I shouldn't listen to him because, you know, he hasn't done good things. Actually, fuck that. I I straight up went and listened to his music. I didn't even stop myself because it's it's good music. Like, it's genuinely good music. He was a legendary artist. Yes, he has done some fucked up shit when he is not making good music. But I am not going to punish myself, you know, by not listening to good music simply because he fucked up. I'm sorry. It just doesn't hit me that way. Like, we we still listen to Usher, yet he gave a woman herpes. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's, it's one that's better than the other or one that's worse than the other. But still, like, we need to learn to separate the deeds of somebody from the person themselves. Like, most of us African kids have been used to being whooped and then our parents saying that they're whooping the, the mistake and not us. And we always used to ask ourselves, why can't you separate the mistake and leave us alone? All right? So this is one of those times I'm going to ask you people of the cancel culture, why can't you separate the mistake from the person? Like, why do I suddenly have to hold back and not believe that I can fly, you know? Although then again, unsurprisingly enough, you'll actually find that a lot of the people that are saying, oh, you should stop listening to his music, weren't listening to his music in the first place. So what they were doing wasn't really affecting his bag. But now they want you who's been listening and enjoying his music to not listen to it 
but anyways that's entirely up to you you choose exactly what it is that you want to listen to but honestly speaking i don't really think i'm gonna punish myself and not listen to the ignition remix because that shit was amazing anyways that said we do have a podcast to do and much as i'm not for doing such well if you want the best of both worlds then just go ahead and pirate his music you can listen to it and he won't get any money you're welcome anyways let's get to it in three two one welcome to break time on my side your number one break time podcast coming to you from nairobi kenya the man on the mic is a man who sees nothing wrong with a little bumping grind he's a man who still wonders why oral sex does not contribute to a body count it is none other than your tall dark and mildly handsome man sir denver b the show is tweet street the show where we take a deep dive into twitter pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit now as usual the drill is pretty simple sometimes almost sounds like a song but i repeat it the exact same way every single time and it's a drill that's for you guys to give me whatever tweets you would like me to discuss so that i can break them down for you so we can discuss them in ways that can open the legs okay wait no sorry sorry in ways that can open the mind if you're into that kind of shit anyways the drill is pretty simple and it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and handle it accordingly. If it happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab that just so happened to have ended up on Facebook or on IG, then you send it to at Breaktime on Westside, the DMs are always open, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, I want to get us into the tweets real quick, but before I do that, there was something interesting that I saw on Twitter this week. Now, somebody just so happened to have pulled up an article from about three and a half years ago that regards Elon Musk. Now, I have to admit, a lot of people call this man crazy, and to a certain degree, I do believe that this man is a little bit crazy, but I didn't think that crazy ran in the family because his father, Erol, or is it Errol Musk, just so happened to have also gone a little bit crazy himself. Now, Elon Musk is the crazy type that will take things out of this world. His father decided to do things the opposite way and kind of keep it a little bit inside, uh, actually hella inside and keep it in the family when he decided to go and bang his stepdaughter. Yeah, it's not just in porn or Alabama or Kakamega. So Errol Musk, Errol Musk, I'll just call him Errol Musk, went ahead, banged his stepdaughter and worse still, she got pregnant. Now, normally you'd think, you know what, you know, this, is, this isn't this is normal. So how about we actually get rid of the baby? No, they didn't get rid of the baby. They decided to keep it. And she delivered three and a half years ago. And in some way, I feel like he at least fulfilled some older guy's sexual fantasy. Because in as much as quite a number of us are getting to hear more and more of these stories happening, a lot of us started to hear of such things for the first time in porn like it's it's a category in porn or at least it was it was sort of like a subcategory that was there in porn that kind of came up to prominence and people would look at such porn and they'd like it because you know if you're into smaller probably more petite girls then maybe you'd go for the stepdad stepdaughter scene if you're into slightly more mature you know a slightly more thick kind of you know person then you'd probably go for the stepmom ones. And maybe, maybe if you're into something that's a little bit in between, then you know that's a step sibling one. Now, when people usually look at such fantasies, most people usually look at it, they go, they jack off, they get that release and they leave it. 
this guy actually did it for real like he actually went and fulfilled a fantasy like this is almost like the equivalent of a guy in an orgy full of women because there's a lot of guys that usually have this feeling and fantasy that oh you know they'd love to be in an orgy with women and a good number of those guys are usually virgins because they don't know that you know once you get your release you might actually just black the fuck out so you'll find that this guy dreams of a world where he can check into a room and bang like three four five women probably impossible for him or you know at the very least a threesome and all of a sudden you know when they suddenly get to do it when they finally get to check that off their bucket list they're like super super happy but they also realize that it's highly underwhelming probably because they're not the center of attention there now this guy errol musk decided you know let me go and fulfill my fantasy go fuck my stepdaughter blah 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 this guy went and did it and even after getting her pregnant was like you know what i'm gonna have a kid like does this man know that he's going to be the father and grandfather to his own kid like it seems a little odd but anyways then again maybe he was a little crazy because probably he had heard of the idea of keeping it in the family and he actually decided to do that literally but anyways that said we should move it on to the tweets that we have that are a little more recent so on to our first tweet I fail to understand how it is some girls have no jobs and they still live in luxury in this Nairobi. Actually, that's not too hard. That's not too hard to figure out. Like, if somebody was to ask me to do an episode on this, I'd probably do a separate episode on just how it is babes actually manage to, you know, survive and live a luxurious life in this Nairobi. Like, it's not that hard. And to kind of prevent myself from getting into too much detail on this entire thing, let me just start by saying this. Pretty privilege is a real thing. Like people can actually sometimes in quite a number of cases survive off of pretty privilege. And if you don't know what pretty privilege is, there's an episode on it. And I broke down on that episode how it is that people with pretty privilege actually manage to gain because they are much better looking than the other people. And because there's an entire episode on pretty privilege, I'm not going to get too far into that. I'm just going to break down how it is that these women can actually manage to survive and live luxuriously into roughly about three main reasons. So there's sponsorship from family, there's self-sufficiency, and there's sponsorship from others. Now, sponsorship from family is probably the easiest to explain because, well, your, your family has money and they can manage to house you up in a nice apartment place and you can get a nice stipend and you know you can live off of it pretty well the other side effect of that is sometimes you might find that the family owns a good uh, chunk of of investments and some of that investment money is actually sent directly to you and you can thrive off of it like that's it it's pretty simple pretty easy to understand short version is born with a silver spoon in their mouth then there's a self-sufficient people who will have their own business that probably doesn't require them to leave the house or probably it means that they can move around freely so you know they can be working while they're on a beach as long as they have their phone or a laptop and an internet connection and that's actually not that hard to think of uh you think of people with online businesses all they need is essentially uh, a laptop a good internet connection and a storage place for 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 the products or a delivery service that can handle the delivering service for those products whether from the storage or from somewhere else and you know it's not very hard to see people thriving while they're moving like that 
and in that same group you can add people like consultants you can you can add content creators the ones that are thriving say youtubers with a couple of hundred thousand subs with very constant views and they make a lot of content you might find that they might be moving around a lot because of work or you know you might find that they don't have to go around as much because of work because you know doing say a property shoot is something that can take a day maybe two at the most and the rest of the time it's editing uploading and just updating your social media which can all be done from the house minus the property shoot then obviously now there's the third tier of people which is the sponsored by others those ones are the sugar babies that you know will have a certain politician a certain businessman a certain influential person with money supporting them hell they don't have to be influential they just have to have the money to support them and their group is just as big as the so-called rich kids uh you know the people who are eating off of their inheritance it's just as big if not bigger because the people that do believe in the idea of paying for pussy you know the cryptocurrency the punani money you know and and they're very ready and willing to pay for such shit and you know they can manage to support an entire human being that looks like a 10 and you know wants them to be a 10 but only for them just because of that so it's actually not that hard to kind of define why it is that a lot of these babes actually get luxurious money and shit but so far i think i've explained it all if there's any that i've missed feel free to hit me up and i'll see if i can add another piece of the pie for for a grouping that you might have anyways on to the next tweet dear men may your daughters meet men who look exactly like you um okay okay i guess uh do i agree with this tweet yeah yeah i do i i actually would want my future daughter if i have a daughter to to meet a man that looks exactly like me you know someone who's tall dark and mildly handsome I don't think I look half bad so if my daughter was to get a guy that looks kind of like me it might seem a little bit creepy especially for her friends hell maybe even for my own wife but I'm not going to complain if the guy looks good but I'd probably want her to look for more qualities beyond that although then again whether I'd want a man that looks exactly like me or not it's kind of beyond my control because there's a pretty good chance that it's actually possible because of the Oedipus complex. Now, for those of y'all that don't know what the Oedipus complex is, let me just put it like this. For us men, we date our mothers, and for the women, they date their fathers because normally you will be looking for characteristics and traits that you find in your parent in the potential partner that you want to be with, which is why you'll find that sometimes you might end up falling for the same type of guy or the same type of gal. based on certain things that you know your parent might have as a quality so whether i like it or i don't if i've been a good father figure to my potential daughter if i do have a daughter then she'll probably be looking for guys that have certain qualities like mine and i think i'm perfectly okay with that to a certain degree uh if it's the looks department i don't have a problem with if it's the character department then maybe we might have to hash out a couple of things here and there but guess what I'm not trying to have kids anytime soon so at least I have time to actually change my ways. But anyways, that being said, we should move it on to our next tweet. Men in spirituality are always operating out of ego. Used to think I wanted a spiritual man, but y'all get into this and get more emotional than women and children. Men need to just stick to stocks and making money. That's what y'all are good at. 
Too much yin activity make y'all girly. And God knows I can't stand a girly straight man. I don't know, I feel like I've met so many spiritual women where you can just obviously see and feel she is who she says she is and legit have yet to meet a man on the spiritual path like this. They're always insufferable and very delusional about self. They worse than twin flame warriors. Okay, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what the fuck she means by twin flame warriors and I'm not bothering to google that shit. But can I really say that she's saying the truth? I don't know, to a certain extent she could be right? Okay, I usually put spiritual guys in pretty much the same WhatsApp group as religious people and astrology people. Because at the end of the day, a lot of those people are super deep into that and sometimes they can get annoying for me. Now, with religious people, I'm sure y'all have had your taste of it. Whether you're Christian, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Hindu, like you've seen such people, you see how they behave, you know how they act and I won't be surprised a number of y'all are just tired of them. Then there's astrology people who will usually piss me off sometimes because some of them will pretty much attribute anything and everything that happens in their lives to a set of glowing hot air gases in a certain shape and form that died out a couple of light years ago. So Jean dumped you, it's probably because Jean is a Scorpio and you're incompatible. Marcus ended things with you via text and said that he never wants to see or speak to you again. It's because Marcus is a Sagittarius and you're incompatible. Your boss tells you that you're underperforming at work and instead of admitting that you need to do things a little bit better, a little bit more efficiently or instead of accepting that you've probably been having a shitty few set of days or weeks, well, you'll say that it's because Mercury is in retrograde. Or some shit like the fuck then there's spiritual people the ones who will suddenly start to lose an argument and then say that they're gonna leave because uh they don't like the energy that's coming from you and you know they want to protect their good energy from your bad energy or you know your different energy if they want to sound politically or morally correct then you know if if they're not getting along with someone at work they'll say that their chakras don't align or you know if they see this pretty person and they just don't like them it's because their chakras don't align like half of the time you find that a lot of people that are very very deep into such usually end up blaming something else besides themselves and you know looking inward and to a certain degree it does feel a little bit narcissistic so the whole ego thing does come out quite a bit because instead of actually accepting that you might be the problem you say that you're not the problem it's something else but you and yes it can come off very childish and it makes it look like you're acting like a bit of a kid and to a certain degree i can i can agree if you're doing that as a guy then ugh, it 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 doesn't look as good on you and yes there are quite a number of people that tend to engage in such astrology and you know spirituality and a lot of them are a little bit fleeting. A lot of them will have a couple of girly behaviors. Not all of them though. There's quite a number of them that are very masculine that keep things in a very balanced state. They don't dive right into shit so that they can justify whatever stupidities they do. So that said, there are some that are actually good, but the ones that are very deeply into it, yes, to a certain degree, there are some that are very girly. But I believe to each their own and there's some people that like that kind of girly. You know maybe as a best friend who knows anyways 
That said, we should move it on to our final tweet of the episode. No one knows what you're thinking or feeling unless you say what you're thinking or feeling. Even when someone is intuitive, it's best when all needs and problems are communicated. If nothing is communicated, you'll be warring with yourself, cultivating silent problems with people that have no idea what is going on until you randomly shift. Need I say more? Huh? Need I say more? Ladies, are you listening? Like this, this is a tweet that was made by a lady. And yes, this one I can classify as a lady because this is some very respectable shit. Like, I don't think I even need to add anything else beyond this because this, this is, like, this is quite probably the most self-explanatory tweet that I've ever read on Tweet Street. Because at the end of the day, it's absolutely 100% true in the few characters that it's been used to explain it in. And I wish more and more ladies could do this instead of expecting us to know exactly how they feel when they give us the silent treatment and sometimes if they're a little bit more introspective they'd realize that the problem was at work and not with me just saying but anyways i could be wrong about that so i want to know your thoughts on this the dms are open on twitter it is at bagaka the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle on facebook it is at breaktime on westside and on instagram the dms are always open and the handle is at breaktime on westside thank you so much for listening all the way till the end if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly if you are listening via apple or any other platform that has ratings and reviews feel free to drop a nice rating and review i'll definitely appreciate that and i will catch you guys on the next break Mercury is in retrograde. Like what the fuck is retrograde in the first place? And how the fuck does that affect the first planet in our solar system? And how the fuck does that even affect my energies? The fuck? <laughs>